Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. This is the second hour of our car show. Every Saturday between 10 and 12, we're here talking about cars. And the name of the show is Under the Hood. And I've been in car repair for 39 years. And uh, I... I'm here to help you with your symptoms. I'm here to help you say the right things to your shop so that they have the best opportunity to uh, diagnose and repair your problem. I'm here to tell you what to say and what not to say. And I'm here to tell you um, when you hear this, it's not a good thing and stuff like that. So if you'd like to join us or you have a question, be you need to call 602-508-0960, 508 on, on my website, MarkSalem.com, I have a list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix, and this list has been going since 1988. It's a good list. There's lots of guys that have been on it for a very long time, and Kurtz Auto Repair is one of them. Kurtz is proud to be an independent, family-owned, and operated auto repair facility. They were recognized as one of Better Business Bureau Ethics Award winner, and that says a whole lot. They opened their doors in 1987. Kurt, his wife, his son, and his son-in-law have been working on domestic and import gas and diesel trucks and cars. They employ ASC certified technicians, which means your car is going to be repaired well, repaired easy, diagnosed and repaired by well-trained and certified professionals. Kurtz's I-17 and and Bell Road in Phoenix, I-17 and Bell, the northeast corner. So for those of you that live up north on the I-17 corridor and even east and west on the, uh, the 101, then Kurtz is real close to you. I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. And we've got a caller. That would be Alex. Alex, good morning to you. How can I help you? Mark, how you doing? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Kurtz and uh, Kelly Clark. Uh, they took care of my wife's car and my daughter's cars and just perfectly perfect fashion at a great price. Okay, now, are you talking Kelly Clark's at 12th and Glendale? That is correct, yes. Okay. And Kelly Clark's has been around since uh, Jesus was a baby, in case you didn't know that. And I moved Ke- down here in 78, and I remember them for forever. Yeah. Yeah. And Kelly's owned three different shops. He's recently uh, closed one and sold one, and then he um, he's still working the one at 12th Street in Glendale. Um, and it's Kelly's a good guy. And then when you talk, and, you, and the other shop was Kurtz, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. And he's kind of waved his magic wand for our group many times. He's a good diagnostician. Eric and Jeff are his number one and number two people, and they're really very good. And when when we have them on the air, they're, they're, we have a lot of fun because they're kind of younger whippersnappers, and Kurt and I are the older guard, and um, and so we joust a lot on who's fixed the most cars and and they tease us about we were born and raised in the points and condenser error and that they were born and raised in the uh, computer error, but it just doesn't work. So, oh, yeah. thank you. Well, they did, they did a fantastic job. I have a question about uh, uh, a couple of Hondas. I got a 2013 Fit with a 1.5 liter and a 2013 Civic with a 1.8 liter. They're both four bangers. Um, I've had multiple 
dealerships say, hey, you're coming up around 90,000 miles, we need to adjust your valves. I really don't see anything in my user's manual about adjusting valves on either of those engines. Okay. Are they blowing smoke or what? Well, in my opinion, um, it, it would be better off to ask this question. Hey, Alex, does this thing ever have a backfire, kind of a pop on acceleration or on deceleration? No. Um, is the idle quality pretty good, nice and smooth? Rock solid, about 750, 800 RPM. Okay. And do you ever hear any kind of an unusual clatter, like when you first start it up in the morning or after it gets good and warm? Do you ever have any engine clatter that's directly related to RPM? I do not, no. Okay. Well, that you just talked me out of telling you a valve job or a valve adjustment because if the intakes or the exhaust are too tight, you're going to have a backfire. And it's going to be if the exhaust is too tight, then the, the exhaust is going to valve's going to be open and it's going to blow a pop through the tailpipe. And if the intake's too tight, then it's going to pop through the intake. So I described it the very best I could. You said no. Then you yeah. talk about an yeah. idle quality, and if the valves are not adjusted properly, then your idle quality is going to suffer. And so you said it idles good from till ten buck two, and then yeah. clatter. If the valves are too loose, then they're going to clatter in the morning or when they get hot. And you said no, so that kind of necessitates another question: is I understand? Well, first of all, I'm impressed that you looked at your owner's manual because most guys don't even know where that's at. Um, I'm impressed that you 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 looked at your manual, but I I I in your if your wife was in that position, I would want her to say, well. Thank you for that, and would you write that down on my work order? And then, of course, um, put your name there and your phone number so my husband can call you if he needs to ask questions. But he's going to ask me this question. What symptom are you going to fix with this 90,000-mile valve adjustment? And yeah, I just gave him to you. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So no, I, I want to tell you. They're getting great gas mileage. I just did the serpent on both cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. And let me change your question slightly too, Mark. How many times do you do a valve adjustment on, you know... Uh, How many times do you do a valve adjustment on, on uh, at 90,000 on a Honda? Well, let's forget Honda. Let's just open up the door. Let's say I do 20 cars a day. That's 100 a week times 52 weeks, right? Okay. All right. So of all those cars, I might do a valve adjustment for a backfire or a clatter maybe three or four times a year. How many do I do with respect to maintenance? None. We don't believe in that. We don't believe that it's a good thing for anybody other than the person that gets to do your valve job under the pretext that you need it when you don't have any symptoms for it. So I'm just a little, you know, and, and there's a good reason why it's not in your manual is because Honda doesn't like it there, and Honda's saying, Really and truly, once you get a backfire or once you get a clatter, then you're going to take it in anyway. And if the guy puts a stethoscope on the valve cover, he's going to go, okay, I'm going to adjust your valves. So it's that simple. Okay. All righty. No, I, I was wondering why Honda was just made no mention of it. Now I, now I think it's just the dealership uh, looking to generate some income. It's And we're not going to pick on dealerships, but I want to tell you there's three markets. There's the independent shop like my own. There's the chain stores, and there's the dealers. You only have those three options to fix your car. And all of them are well known for making up their own maintenance stopping point. A lot of them have that. I don't know if you've ever run across somebody who says that um, it's really important to clean your upper intake. 
So that's $199, and you should do that once a year. That doesn't appear in your owner's manual. Um, it's really important to clean your fuel injectors. They'll last a lot longer. That's not in your owner's manual. Um, it's really a good idea to change your transmission fluid at 30,000 miles. That's not in your owner's manual. So there's lots of stuff that my industry sells. Now, sometimes there's valid arguments. Sometimes an old tranny guy will say, Mark, it's just not fair for you to tell them they can go 80,000 miles on a transmission service because time and time again, it's proven, we've proven to ourselves and our customers that if you do a 30K change, that you, you, your transmission will last longer. And my, my response is, is last longer than what? <laughs> Transmissions are going to last on how, how they're used. So Grandma Moses, who never goes past the third throttle, um, is not going to have her transmission is going to last a lot longer than a 16 year old boy driving your Honda Civic, oh, and and so the, sure. and so the you have all these dynamics. But here's another thing: we have synthetic transmission fluid for the first time, and that lasts a lot longer. And and I'm not a, opposed to taking the dipstick out and sniffing it, taking the dipstick out and wiping it on a paper towel, a white paper towel. And, and, and all of us gray-haired guys, we can see brown fluid. We can smell burnt fluid. Yeah, that's it. We need to do something. But if we don't have that symptom, then I don't see the sense. And I want to tell you something. There is so much work that needs to be done on cars that's really um, supported by symptoms that you really don't need to make up your own owner's manual. So that's that's my opinion. We have 20 bays and we have uh, seven or eight master techs working there. We've got three or four that have ASC certifications but haven't reached master level. And we're pretty doggone busy. And and we don't have to um, to uh, to do the the make, we don't make up our own stopping points. It's symptom driven or it's by the book. One or the other. That's it. Okay. Well, that's great to know. Mark, okay. thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Alex. I do have an associated question, if okay. you have the time. Sure. Um, the owner's manuals in both Hondas call out for 0W20. Can I okay. use 5W20, especially down here in Phoenix with the heat? You you can. You can. Um, there's a lot of people like you that are, are uncomfortable, and w- there's a lot of shops that we used 520 for years, and, and w- we still got 300 gallons of 520 in our inventory. So we're going to get rid of the 530 before we go to the 020. The, the lower number tells you how the, the, the oil flows cold, and the higher number tells you the viscosity it flows hot. And as you well know, the, we're not in Minnesota, we're not northern Idaho, <laughs> we're not North Dakota, we're not Wisconsin in the wintertime. So yes, you can fudge that, and, and, and if it makes you feel better, that's fine. In reality, zero is, will give you virtually the same protection as five. The, the difference is minuscule. It, zero will flow like a, a liquid at, at 60 below zero, and a five might flow... Uh, stop flowing at 55 below zero, something similar like that. Anyway, 602-508-0960 if you'd like to join the conversation. If you if you have something that you want to talk about, maybe you disagree with me, I'm okay with that, 602-508-0960. Um, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. And when we come back, um, I want to talk about aftermarket warranties. 
That's really a hot button. And this morning when I was cruising through the television channels at 5 o'clock, I get up and feed the horses at 5. And then I go in. Uh, the coffee's made by then because I pushed the button on my way out. <laughs> and uh, so I was going through the channels, and there was just a whole lot of aftermarket warranties for your car and all kinds of promises. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what it's like from my end. When you bring your car in and you have to an aftermarket warranty, I'm going to tell you about the battle on my end that happens virtually every single time. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And we'll be back in about three and a half minutes. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words. And thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. If your roof's leaking, don't panic. Call Trades Unlimited at 480-483-1775. Hi, this is Warren with Trades Unlimited. We've been in business right here in the Valley for 24 years. We've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we've done 7,297 jobs for people just like you. Also, when you call us, we'll tell you exactly what you need from a small repair to a complete roof. We'll also tell you if the leaks you have are not even coming from your roof, which is sometimes the case. We have some customers that bought new roofs only to find out later they still had the same leak. So it's very important to get your situation properly diagnosed. So don't panic. Call us at 480-483-1775 or go to tradesunlimited.com. Again, that's 480-483-1775, ROC number 146542. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources and inspired as it should be, with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of reemployment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill. 
where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Welcome back, everybody. I'm just sitting here trying to figure out what I did wrong with my uh, my time. Uh, there it is, my clock. Thank you, Gil. Thank you very much. It's not your fault. It's actually all mine. It's time's fault. It's time's fault. That's right. It's exactly the time's fault. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. That ad just reminded me something. Um, I think the ad said that they had done... 7,900 um, repairs and stuff like that. So actually, Gil, I was off the grid, and I went into the computer at work, and we're now doing 191,285. That's the work order that we pulled yesterday afternoon, the last work order. And our, our software where we kept track of this started in 1994. So um, we fixed 191,000. Well, we fixed... 99% of the 191,000 cars that we've worked on um, because I'm quite sure there's a few of them that we messed up on. So I'll give you that real quick. Automatic Transmission Exchange is a good shop in Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, it's a great place to go. They've been around since 1968. There are They are transmission diagnostic and repair estimates, guys. They they know how to diagnose them. They know how to repair them. They know how to provide estimates. They know how to be under their estimates. They know how to fix leaks. They know how to drive the car with you and have you show them what you're talking about. And Phil tells me that about a third of the time it's not a transmission-related issue, but he's good enough to know that. And he's probably good enough to tell you what part of the car is actually that is happening on. So they're on 40th Street in Washington, where they've been for a very, very long time. Automatic Transmission Exchange, right on 40th Street in Washington. If you live in Phoenix, great place to go. Dennis, you're up. What can I do for you this morning? Hey, good morning, Mark. Really enjoy your show. Hey, Thank quick you. question. Um, I bought a, a new uh, Honda ATV a couple years ago, and in the manual, it was very specific on changing the oil at 100 miles, which I did. The second question, though, is I bought a brand-new Ford RV with a Ford, or excuse me, a Ford, it was a motorhome with a Ford chassis, and I asked the dealer, when do I change the oil? And they said, 7,500 miles. So what's the difference now on changing out oil on a brand-new engine? Um, that's a really tough question, but I'm going to make a run at it. The the idea is is that on a quad we really don't know what you're going to do on the first couple hundred or the first thirty days on a all, all off road vehicle, so they're saying we're going to shed a lot of metal the first you know the first couple of hard runs that you make on anything including your motorhome, so let's not count on the filter to grab all of that. Let's go ahead and drain the oil early, 
and uh, we'll get a lot of the metal out of it, and we get a fresh filter on it, and that's what I think. Now, on your Honda ATV, I bet it doesn't have a spin-on filter. It has just a screen, and you have to pull the side cover off, or the screen is is near the drain plug. Uh, no, it's got a spin-on filter. Okay, all right. But So you're saying on the motorhome, change it as soon as possible. No, I'm saying on the ATV, I got I kind of agree at the hundred hour mark that you change it. Okay, All yeah, right. but on the motorhome, no, I don't agree with that. I think your motorhome, how many? What motors have got in it? The big uh, it's got the Ford V10, and I know you don't like Fords, but no, 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 it's no, got but the Ford let me, V10 in it. Let me change. Let me tell you, and I've said this before. You probably have an F53 chassis. It's got four wheel disc brakes all the way around. It's probably got that six speed um, overdrive transmission. Every right, motorhome right. I've ever owned had that F53 chassis in it. It is ten times better than the General Motors. It's ten times better than all the rest of them for that coach. And the existing motorhome I have today has an F53 chassis, which is the Ford F53. So I love that chassis. You couldn't have picked a... How long is your coach? It's a 36. Okay. It's a little longer. Oh, no, and I'm um, I'm 32. Okay, okay. And and mine's an old bounder. But I'm telling you, you, that's the best chassis. But on the the V10, I think they call... Do they call for six or 8,000-mile oil changes on your motorhome? Um... Yeah, you know the crazy part is I didn't get a I didn't get a dealer book for the engine because you know they just the chassis on the motorhome right. so I didn't get the book. Okay, well you can just go to you can go to helminc dot com h e l m inc dot com. You can order your okay. owner's manual on the internet. You can go through okay. a bunch of stuff and just figure something with an F fifty three chassis on it, which is going to be bigger than a one ton. So one and a half mm-hmm. and two ton Fords are going to have the F fifty three, and in reality, you can, might find that F fifty three in a one ton because your thirty six foot does it have a, a three axle configuration or two? No, it's just the dualies in the in the back one okay. axle with the dualies. All right, is it got sixteen inch tires on it? It's got the big tires, the big Michelins, yeah. Okay, so if it's sixteen inch, then you can use a one ton manual. Um, if it's bigger, if it's a nineteen five or it's a twenty two, then you're going to have to use something different. So mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. but if I think you have an F fifty three, and if that's the case, you can find a manual for that. Uh, I'm that positive truck in a I do. So you're okay. saying that you're not shedding any metal on those V tens early no, on? No, but you have your Honda ATV only has a quart, quart and a half, and your your V ten right. cylinder is is a much bigger oil sump. It's got a huge okay. filter on it. So I just don't think that you can extrapolate what we're going to do on the on a, on a one or two cylinder Honda all terrain vehicle to your V10 right. uh, 36 foot motorhome that probably weighs close to 30,000 pounds. I think there's just a big difference there. Right. Okay. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Dennis. Thank you. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question. And we have another caller. Gil? That would be Charlie. Charlie, good morning. How can I help you? Oh, good morning, sir. Thanks for your program. I really appreciate it. You bet. Hey, I've got an older, I've got a 95 Ford with a 7.3 turbo diesel in it. Okay. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to, it's got like 380000 on it, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to be doing some injector uh, expense. Got a question, general question about injectors. I got online, and you, get, you can get them all the way from 140 bucks to double that price. When they rebuild them, do they rebuild the uh, the little plunger that's inside as well as the spray tip, that sort of thing, or do they just rebuild the, the easy replaceable parts? 
it, I guess it, what I'm getting getting for is what's what's the best quality. Okay, um, I I think if you buy something from Bosch, or if you buy something um, from some German company, I think you're better off. First of all, let me tell you this: I think you're wasting your time. That seven three okay. is a monster. That's you could sell that truck today for what you paid for it brand new. Everybody wants that truck because of that motor is the by far the best diesel Ford's ever made. So, and as far as injectors are concerned, I want to tell you oil leaks are going to come before injectors, and I just don't think that you're going to. I, I mean, I know that you, you said how long, how many miles did you have on it? About three eighty. Okay, I know it was pretty heavy. I, I remember thinking to myself, "Wow," but. I really do believe that you're going to be okay. At 380,000 miles, the truck hasn't sat a long time. You've been working it. You probably had it on the freeway a lot. So I don't think you should be worried about injectors. I think there's other things you should be worried about, more maintenance items. But to answer your question, I'd probably draw the line. If it was a Denso compressor I'd pro- or a con- uh, Denso injector, I'd like it. If it was a Bosch injector, I'd like it. But I'd also call David over at Southwest Diesel, and he can give you a specific name of some other ones because they do Dodge injectors and they do the Duramax injectors, and he probably does your 7.3s as well. So talk to David over at Southwest Diesel in Phoenix, and I'm sure he can guide you a little better than I am. But really and truly, the injectors should be off your radar screen. When you have to do them, you have to do them. You can deal with it then, but you still got a long way to go. I guess, for, of course, I'd bring it into you guys. I think I got a one cylinder that's missing, okay. a misfiring, and of course that could be something other than an injector. But sure, you guys could you could hook it up and tell me which what it is. Yep, we sure can. Yes, we can. We can tell you what's the matter with it. But so could David at Southwest Diesel. So if you want to try David, you can. I got to take a run. If you want to stay, stay there, and I'll get back to you in a minute. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Are your credit cards out of control? Owe more than $10,000? Are you paying one card and delaying payment on another? Here's what's really happening here. Your credit card companies are shaking your hand while stabbing you in the back. They want you overextended. Even worse, they hope you think you have to pay it all back. Credit card companies have finally been exposed. There are steps you can take to become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. They're regulated by both federal and state agencies. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau 
and have over 25,000 five-star reviews across accredited review sites. Do not take out a consolidation loan. Do not declare bankruptcy. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call now, 800-948-4144. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us! We're over here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home, the brave. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're going to get to the calls real quick, but I just wanted to talk to Charlie just real quick. Charlie, you could probably diagnose that miss if you wanted to, to the cylinder. You go to Harbor Freight and you buy one of those temperature guns with the red button laser on it so you can pull the trigger. It's got a little screen, tells you the Fahrenheit of what you're hitting. You want to stay about six, eight inches away from where you're at. Let it idle for some period of time and then go around and gun each one of the exhaust ports on the manifold for each one of your eight cylinders. So where the exhaust comes out of the head and goes into the manifold, you're going to be about six, eight inches away. You pull the trigger, the little red dot sits on the manifold, and you take the temperature of each cylinder. We did that just the other day and found a cylinder that was obviously different in temperature, so we switched to injectors, and the problem went with the injector, and so we knew we had an injector that was running lean. And that's why the cylinder was cooler, and that's the uh, diagnostic procedure. It ain't as easy as I made it sound like, but but that's the way we did it. Real quick, aftermarket warranties. Folks, I tell you right now, um, if you get a contract, a, a, an empty contract, I'll do your aftermarket warranty. You pay me the amount of money that you pay them, and I will abide by that contract every sentence, every period, every comma, and at the end of the day, I'll have more money at the end of the day than you will. Aftermarket warranties are the worst kind of companies we have to deal with because they want to send cheap parts to us. They want 
um, us to wait for the parts, which means your car is going to be out of service until they ship them to us. They don't pay for Freon or shop supplies or environmental charges or sales tax. They'll fight us tooth and nail about every part and every labor operation and insist we cut corners to reduce their responsibility, their financial responsibility. So at this particular point, we have taken the position we simply are going to avoid dealing with those kinds of cars because it takes hours to put the thing together and inevitably they've whittled us down 20% or more. So can't, I don't want to be in business subsidizing your car repair. And I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for them. Otherwise, they benefit, not you. So between what I pay and you pay your deductible, then they get a, a better deal on the repair because they're forcing me to participate financially. So I'm not a fan of aftermarket warranties. I never have been, but that's my take on them. Let's go to the phone and talk to Dick. Dick, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, sir. How are you? Hey, guys, I talked to you some time ago. Unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't work. Okay. Uh, basically, I've got a 1994 Ford F-250 uh, with a big 460 engine in it. I can take, and when I start it up, it just, the engine just races something fierce. And I can take my foot off the gas. I constantly have to ride the brake uh, because, you know, I'm trying to get it to slow down and uh, either put it in a lower gear or, you know, uh, just, you know, it'll, I can take my foot off the gas and it'll run almost 40 miles an hour. Okay. All right. Well, there's there's a whole bunch of things that could be wrong. Has anybody put a screwdriver on any of the adjustments on that fuel-injected motor? I, I took it over to where he told me, and they, they did a bunch. He said that uh, there wasn't too much they could do. Okay. And uh, they, uh, um, had, had, anyway, it you know, it doesn't run any different than it did. Okay. So, well, I, where, did, where what did you pay them? Huh? What did you pay them? $250. Okay. I think you need to go back to them. I, and I would say the same thing about my shop. I think you need to go back and say, uh, in a nice way, you know, that yeah. um, we didn't make any progress, and it's mm -hmm. still the same way it was. And yeah. I would like to you to get the opportunity to take a look at this again and see if you can fix it. And, and if you can't, then let's sit down and talk about some kind of refund so I can take it somewhere else. But um, I, I would really like to give you the second chance. But I also want you to know that you have to call me for any additional funds whatsoever. And so... Right. And, and leave their car and your keys there. It could be a vacuum leak. The EGR valve can stuck open. The PCV valve line could have a split in it. Vacuum leaks will raise the idle on a fuel-injected motor. And it could be a mass airflow sensor problem. There's a lot of problems, but to be perfectly honest with you, on a 1 to 10 scale, this might be a 5 or a 6, with 10 being the worst that we have to go. So if you do, and I don't care if it's a shop that I referred you to. Um, I don't care who, who it is. It, did you pay with a credit card? Uh, one time I did, the second time I paid cash. Okay. All right. And and so it's been in there twice for the same thing? Well, there were just two different times, yeah. Okay. Same thing. Okay. Well, I think you just need to go back, and if not, then uh, email me, and I'm going to send you to somebody. What part of town do you live in? East side. Okay. Um, uh, 30, uh, between uh, about 32nd Street and Camelback. Okay, well, I, I would send you to Martin's Auto, 16th Street, uh, just right around Osborne. I'd send you to 25th Street Auto, Billy over there. So between the Martin boy and Billy, 
um, those two guys, there'd be no question that one of them could pick this off. This okay. did, and 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 what about Kelly Clark at twelfth and Glendale? Is that a possibility? Yeah. Okay, I'll mark it down. Okay, any one of those three guys, I I I would, I I would bet a um, hundred dollars that all three of those guys could find and fix this issue. So try them and see what happens. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Dick. Thank you very much, Fred. Um, I'm going to put you on hold for just a second, and and Jim, too, because I'm up against a break, and it's my fault. It's not yours. We'll be back in just a minute. Let's face it. We love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Listen to America's 401k show every Saturday at 9 p.m. here on 960 The Patriot. Presented by Estate Preservation Advisors. Scott Bird, founder and president of Estate Preservation Advisors, is a certified senior advisor and a graduate of Tufts University in economics. Scott has been an annuity and life specialist assisting retirees for over 15 years. Let Scott help you plan for your future. Call today, 480-385-2800-480-385-2800. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. Greenergadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty. 
the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. And absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And just like I promised, we're going to go right back to Fred. Thank you very much for holding through the break. What can I do for you, Fred? Hey, Mark, I appreciate your honesty, your candor, and, uh, well, most of all, your honesty and well, knowledge. Uh, I've got an 05 Buick LaCrosse. Uh, my uh, dash, none of my dash instruments work. Turn signals work, but they don't indicate on the, on the dash. No dome lights. Checked all the fuses. Uh, any speculation on what I might be needing to look for? Now, when you check the fuses, did you use like a digital voltometer to check both sides, or did you use a little 12-volt test light ice pick, or what did you use? No, I just looked at the, uh, to make sure the element wasn't burned through. Okay, so you pulled them all out and looked at them. Right. Okay. I'd be interested in knowing if you have tail lights. So tonight or this evening when it gets a little dark, I want you to go outside I want you to put the parking brake on. I want you to start it up like normal. I want you to put it in drive and take your foot off the gas. And because you have the parking brake on, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then have, have your wife or somebody look at the taillights, not brake lights, but taillights. Uh-huh. Because most of the time, if you lose your dash lights, you lose your taillight fuse. And it's usually because uh-huh. there's a short in one of the taillight sockets. And that a lot of people don't know that when you lose your dash lights, that you lost your tail lights, and vice versa. So you'd see a car driving down the road with no tail lights. There's a 99% chance that they don't have any dash lights either. And it's kind of an old-fashioned way to let the the driver know that something is wrong. Yeah, and but I got no instruments either, Mark. Okay. Well, Same I don't know. Thing? Well, that's certainly the first place that you got to go. The second place is is there's there's a variety of companies that do digital dash work, and uh-huh. there are problems with those. What you want to do is is you want to get on the Internet or call your garage and ask them if they have somebody here locally. The mm-hmm. two guys that are here in town are both really good guys, but they don't do dashboards for people. They only do it for shops. Oh, uh-huh. and, and the responsibility of the shop is is to diagnose it, make sure that it's not a bad connection at the back of the of the uh, circuit board, and to make sure that all the fuses, all the circuit breakers, every circuit on that thing is alive. Then you pull the dash panel and send it out. Uh-huh. So every once in a while they'll let you bring the whole car down, but most of the time they don't. So it's going to be something that's going to be a bad connection, or it's going to be a fuse circuit breaker or the like. Um, or it's going to be your rheostat that brings the light up or down could be defective. And so if it's not passing the light through um, or if it's a bad switch, then it will show dark. But it's really just because the rheostat's bad. Oh, okay. And so really and truly the checkout on that, 
is probably um, I'm going to guess at uh, fifty to seventy-five dollars before somebody's going to know what needs to be done. So yeah. it's not going to be that big of a deal. But I'm just guessing. So I want you to know that. Do you have a garage that you patronize? I usually go to McKay's uh, uh, out in Mesa. Okay. Well, AJ it, McKay's. If um if you've had good luck with them, I would be the last person in the world to suggest you change the horses in the middle of the stream at this point. Um, I think I'd start the conversation with, are you comfortable with working on this kind of a situation? Uh-huh. Some shops might say no. And then if you, the second part of that question is, is well, if I was your father and you loved my fa- your father, where would you send me? Oh, uh-huh. And that would be an important consideration as well. So all of if us have run across digital, If it's that digital, is that a, an expensive proposition or... Well, sometimes it is, and expensive means this. It might take two or $300 to get the dash out, and it might take three or four or $500 to get it fixed. Oh, that's, wow. That's a worst-case scenario. That's worst-case scenario. But um, let me change your question. Mark, how many times do you pull in digital dashes and having them work? Maybe once a year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, this isn't a big problem. And 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 sometimes, maybe we have three a year and we're able to find the bad connection and fix it and send them out the door. Every uh-huh. once in a while, they, General Motors has some stepper motor, motor issues, and that's something that typically has to be handled by somebody who's very proficient in the dashboard repair. Okay. All righty? Okay, pal, thanks. All right, you betcha. Thank you very much for calling. Um, talking about good repair shops, Harker's Auto is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. Bob handles the shop. Ellen, his wife, handles the front counter. And it's been said that she knows more about cars than Bob does, but she writes up the work orders. She knows what questions to answer, ask. She knows how to interpret your answer. So you get the best of both worlds. If you have a car that nobody else can fix, then you might have to drive to 38th Avenue in Indian School and go to Harker's. Bob is really good at what he does. He's probably one of the best diagnosticians in the entire valley. If he's probably in the top five, and I'm not quite sure I'm even in the top five, but I know he is. So if you have an oil change or maintenance, 38th Avenue in school, you can go there. He can do brake jobs. He can do all that kind of stuff. But if you've got a situation where every time you get in the car and buckle your seatbelt and the radio clucks like a chicken, Bob can fix that. That's the kind of stuff that he is really good at. Or you get in the car, you turn the car on, and the uh, wipers flap for no reason. Or the head, the, the visors open and close for no reason. And I'm being just stupid here. Bob can fix all those kinds of weird things. Okay, we talked about a little bit about um, what you put in your gas tank and what you don't. And those of us with diesels, we already know that it's very easy for our family, our kids, or our wife to just get in the habit of grabbing the gasoline nozzle and filling up your diesel uh, engine or your diesel tank with fuel, with gasoline. All's not lost in that situation. Most of the time, the repair is about a third of what you think it might be. If you put gas in your diesel, like my son has in his twice, I've blessed, been blessed because I've never done that. But if you do that, you'll figure it out pretty quick. And at that particular point, it's it's necessary to tow it to a shop. Nine out of ten times that happens, we simply just remove the contents of the fuel tank. We replace the fuel filter. We get it running. We get it on the freeway. We get the gas all the way through the system and out the tailpipe, and the car is fine. 
whether it's Ford, whether it's Chevrolet, the 6.6, whether it's the Cummins 5.9 or the 6.7, and all three of the four, or actually four of the Ford motors, they're all the same. Don't forget this. In the old days with diesel engines, when the fuel used to gel, the guys that were stuck up in the northern part of the United States when it was below zero temperatures, they would use gasoline to thin their diesel engines. So gasoline in and of itself in a diesel engine in a small portion, like 10% of the diesel fuel, is not going to cause any harm. And when it gets to be about 30 or 40 or 50% of the fuel in the tank, it's not going to run because diesels and gasoline is going to mix together, and that's going to have a substantial effect on the power and the performance of your diesel. You'll know something's wrong. So keep an eye on the right nozzle. Keep an eye on the right hose, and it should be a green hose and a green nozzle. But if you put gas in your diesel, it's the world's not come to an end. Uh, not too long ago, there was a friend of mine up in Payson that accidentally did that, and we sent it over to a diesel shop in Payson called Enhanced, and I think he did everything for $360 and put the truck back on the road. So, And there's going to be an environmental charge because somebody has to get rid of the 40 or 50 or 60 gallons of diesel and gasoline, you know, cocktail. So, and that we usually have to sell that or pay someone to re- take that off of our property in 55-gallon drums. So there, there's likely to be an environmental fee. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're about five minutes from the end of the show, so if you wanted to call in now, you could, and we could still get to you. 602-508-0960. And I think we have Gerald. Is that right? Uh, Gerard. Gerard, I'm sorry. Gerard, That's how no can problem. I help you this morning? Okay, I know you've talked about this before. This is dealing with coolants. Okay. Okay, and uh, I had called you before on my Chrysler uh, Crossfire. Okay. Uh, last time the, uh, the the solution was changed when they replaced my motor after it got flooded, and I'm sure Chrysler puts in the proper stuff. According to the book, it says it's the GO5 uh, fluid, and that's what I uh, talked to my son. He's in Yuma, and he's arguing with me because uh, AutoZone's telling him one thing, and my book, my maintenance book tells me another thing, so okay. I told him to use a GO5. Okay. And is that going to be any problem with the solution that's already in the car that came from Chrysler? Well, he he can he can use either one if he wants. If you use a universal coolant, the universal coolant usually mixes with whatever you're adding to it, whether it's blue or yellow or green or red or pink whatever it happens to be. It, 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 how many miles has the car got on it that we're talking about? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Is it more than 100? No, it's not, it's not 100,000 yet. Okay. Because, see, anywhere between 75 and 100, I would think that you just want to flush it all out and start over again. That's not that hard to do. Well, he just needs to add a small amount because uh, we had to replace the reservoir because the nipple broke off again. Okay. And, uh, oh, it can't and, build up pressure. In that case, I i mean, are you thinking about three or four cups of something? Yeah, something, okay. whatever fills up the reservoir, basically. Okay, well, in Yuma, it doesn't, it doesn't drop below zero very often over there, so I'm <laughs> not real worried about freezing up anything. To be perfectly honest with you, with you, I would tell my son to put three or four cups of distilled water in it and be done with it. I think that okay, that's, no. going, that's not going to dilute your protection. A 50-50 mix protects you to 44 below zero or something like that. 
So I'm, 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 if, it, if it dilutes your protection from 40 below zero to 30 below zero, do we really care in Yuma, Arizona? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, but the GO5 on the container says do not add water. So Okay, well, wait a minute. Every coolant can be mixed at 50-50. If you're looking at the container, then what you're doing is you're looking at a container that's already half water and half coolant. So that's you. That's a poor kind of container. It's just poured into the car, and you're fine. Right. I don't buy diluted be- coolant because I'm paying coolant prices for half of the right. water. There's right. two I quarts in either, there. So in, either, if, if he has a diluted one, then he doesn't have to worry about it. And and if it's an if he's got a GL5, have him dump it into the coolant recovery. That's no big deal. If he doesn't have a GL5 and he wants to use a universal, have him buy something that's amber in color. It's going to come undiluted and diluted. I'd probably buy the diluted if I were him because he's not going to use that much and just top it off. And, and I would bring it up to the uh, the middle of the res. Forget the hot and cold mark. Fill it up to, on a cold morning uh, uh, before it's been run. Fill it up to the middle mark between the the hot and the cold and with the amber coolant and just be done with it. Oh, okay. Because I, I know it's a GO5 on the one that I've got here does not say if it's diluted or otherwise. It just, you know. It's, it's just a matter of marketing. It's They make yeah. the same coolant, but it comes diluted, half water, half coolant, for those that don't want to mix it, for those that don't have a five-gallon bucket to put the undiluted in there and put a gallon of water in there. They, people want the convenience of, of that's already diluted with water. So it's the same coolant. It's just a matter of it's one needs to be cut with water and one doesn't need to be cut with water. It's the same coolant. Okay. So okay. anyway, so thank you for bringing that up. Stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. My email is mark at marksalem.com. Mark is with a K, and Salem spells like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M. So if you ever want to get with me, send me your email and give me the you're making model of your car and the miles, and then let's talk symptoms. If you'd include your phone number, I'd like that because a lot of times I just don't want to spend a whole lot of time going back and forth asking questions. I'd just as soon talk to you, and I'm happy to call you. I'm going to call from a block number, so give me a... Uh, and if you want, tell me what's a good time to call. I can't always hit those marks, but I'll do my best. The The bottom line on car repair has to do with um, finding a good shop. And S&S Tire is a good shop for those of you in the Northwest Valley. They have shops in Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They've been around a very long time. They're in their second generation of young men. So they opened up in 1976. The two, Dan and his brother, have have taken over, Dan and Rob, have taken over the business from their father in the last three years, and they all give the same high level of service. So S&S Tire will balance your tires. They do alignments and suspension, but they also do oil changes and all the other stuff that goes along with tires and normal maintenance. So if you're on the west side, again, Peoria is surprising Goodyear. There's an S&S Tire. It would be a great place if you don't already have a shop. It'd be a great place to try. I promise you, they'll take good care of you. Until next week, please wear your seatbelt. Please wear your seatbelt because you have no idea how much it's going to hurt when you hit the dashboard at 50 miles an hour. I'm Mark Salem. Every Saturday from 10 till noon right here on KKNT, we talk about cars.